Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday. Thank God it's Friday, the 21st of July. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it's general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick things off. As always, with the scores on the doors. And overnight, well, we had a little bit of a divergence between uh, US markets. We had the Dow Jones up 164 points, or 0.47%, but let's not get too carried away there. 35,225. So, not a bad effort. However, a lot of that was down to Johnson and Johnson, which came out with their results 6.1% higher for Johnson and Johnson. The bad news, I guess, if there is any bad news, uh, the Dow had a high of 312 and a low of up 31. So closing in the middle for diddle. But the bad news was the Nasdaq down 2.1%, 295 points to 14,063, just hovering above that 14,000 level. The S&P 500 down 31 points or 0.68% in the middle for diddle as always, 45.35. The VIX volatility index was up 1.7%, 13.99. Our SPY futures showing a gain of six points, perhaps looking at the Dow rather than looking at the NASDAQ. But we did have a pretty anemic day yesterday at the end of the day, up only one point. We did see a big 55.60 point rally disappear before our eyes as the jobs number came in at 11.30, 3.5%. Now, those of you with long memories will remember the new governor-to-be, Michelle Bullock, talking about an unemployment rate needed to get inflation under control of 4.5%. I remember Sally McManus coming out and saying that was ridiculous. Well, here we are at 3.5%. So what does that mean for interest rates? Certainly doesn't mean they're going to be cut anytime soon. And uh, we are now very much alive with a rate rise in the August meeting. Anyway, I'm sure we'll see more on that from the uh, talking heads and the economists in days to come. But certainly took the wind out of our sails yesterday. And I suspect uh, we will find it hard to get going today being a Friday. But we shall see. Uh, In terms of the US stocks last night, well, it was uh, all about the tech stocks falling. And the biggest faller of them all was Tesla down 9.7% on the back of their numbers and comments from Elon Musk. We also had NVIDIA down 3.3%, AMD down 5.3%, Netflix results out as well, down 8.4%, Meta down 4.3%. You get the picture here? Amazon down 4%, Alphabet down 2.6%, and we had Microsoft down 2.3%, Apple down 1%. So it was not pretty in those US tech stocks last night. We also, just as a matter of interest, had TSMC as well. Their results out yesterday, once again, showing the slowdown in demand for consumer electronics and chips. And we also got ASML as well, uh, recently coming out from the Dutch company there. So a little bit of profit-taking in those techs 
in order, I suspect. Looking at the US banks, though, that was a far prettier place. We had JP Morgan up 1.2%, Bank of America up 0.5%, Wells Fargo up 1.9%, Goldman Sachs up 3%, Morgan Stanley up 0.7% of a percent. So good news week there. J&J, Johnson & Johnson, as I said, one of the winners, up 6.1% there. Uh, that uh, was certainly helping the Dow. The Russell 2000 fell 0.9% of a percent. We did see also U.S. bond yields uh, slightly higher again. U.S. 10 years, 3.856, up 11.4 basis points. Two years, up 4.84. And the Aussie 10, back above 4% on the back of those jobs numbers yesterday. So rate rises, very much on the cards still. The U.S. is baked in, I suspect. And it looks like ours is increasing in possibility uh, come August. All right, well, let's also look at uh, some of the economic data coming out of the U.S. Jobless claims fell by 9,000 from the prior week to 228,000, which was the lowest in two months, significantly below expectations. Again, this showing the strength of the U.S. economy, although existing home sales fell 13.3%. Funnily enough, U.S. builders have been on absolute gangbusters. Stock that I recommended back in February with a live wire video I did was James Hardy, which has been going pretty well as well. European markets slightly higher. We had the FTSE uh, was up 0.8 of a percent. Stock 600 up 0.4. Germany up 0.6. France up 0.8. And España mañana up 0.7 of a percent as well. There yesterday we had Asian markets all weaker. As I say, SPY futures pointing to a six-point rise today. Looking at the resources and commodities, we had Brent crude up nine whole cents, 79.64.11%. WTI up 25 cents, 0.33%, 75.60. Gold eased back $7.60. Uh, probably on the back of those U.S. rate rises uh, in focus and the bond yields pushing higher. We also saw the U.S. dollar index pushing up 0.6 of a percent as well. The Aussie 67.76. Gold, uh, as I say, down 0.4 of a percent. Platinum took a hit, down 1.8 percent. And silver, down 1.7 percent. Base metals, though, faring slightly better, although they have been on the nose recently. LME copper up 0.7. Nickel up 1.8 Aluminium up 0.2, zinc up 1%, lead up 1%, and ton up 2.26%. Iron ore also slightly higher in uh, trade yesterday, although Dalian iron ore futures down 0.6 of a percent. We are seeing a little bit of interest still in uh, those soft commodities, wheat especially, on the back of what's happening in Ukraine at the moment. Resource stocks overseas. Let's look at those. BHP up 0.5%. Remember, we had production numbers this week from BHP and Rio. Rio up 0.6%. Glencore had a good run last night, up 4.2%. Freeport up 3%. Vale up 0.2%. Anglo-American up 3.3%. Arbomile taking a hit, down 4%. Maybe that was on the back of that mineral resources rejig there for their project in WA. Uh, Gold stocks on the nose a little bit. Newmont down 6%. And we saw Sigma Lithium down 2.1%. As well, our bank BH uh, CBA rather overseas was up half a percent 
and ResMed up 0.6% in overseas trade. Looking at news coming out this morning, uh, to be honest, there's not a lot coming out as we speak. Uh, we do have some news from uh, IPD. I've not even heard of that one, but electrical products distributor IPD has acquired EX Engineering for 10 million bucks. Uh, Chalice has inked an agreement with Northam Resources, whereby Chalice may earn up to 70% interest in their exploration license east of the Gonneville deposit in WA. So that is something to bear in mind. Blackstone became the first PE firm to break the trillion dollar market cap. Trillion dollar. Pretty good going. Um, and also this morning, uh, just in other news, we've had uh, Coronado Resources reporting Q2 raw production, 7.2 million tonnes versus a forecast of 6.2 million tonnes. Service Stream has secured a new contract valued at 340 million bucks. Uh, IHL, uh, which is in Canex Healthcare, submitted a IND application to the US FDA. In some broken news this morning, Premier Investments downgraded to neutral from outperform at Macquarie. Uh, that uh, fresh off the email. SiteMinder initiated a hold at Morgan's and AZJ, Orison Holdings, upgraded to neutral from negative at Evans and Partners. And that, I'm afraid, is about it at the moment. It's a relatively quiet start to Friday uh, and we have got little on the corporate front side of things. Just looking one final time at the AFR. There is some news out on in the Australian this morning. They're saying it's exclusive. The uh, Foreign Investment Review Board has rejected the takeover of lithium miner Alita, which does send a bit of a message to others contemplating takeovers from overseas in terms of how the government sees that space. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And as always, may the trading gods be with you.